Seven that I really like is uh, they have a timer facing the stage. Oh. They have that at Nate Jackson's too, so that you can see how much it's time slight, you have. It's slightly anxiety-inducing seeing the, the the timer ticking down, and you're like, "How fast can I talk?" But I also kind of like it though. Oh, it helps you to time out what yeah. jokes you're going to say. Right, exactly. All yeah. right, and welcome back to Rain City Jerks. Uh, this is episode twenty. Eight. I'm glad you're keeping track. Yeah, this is episode twenty. I have no idea. Twenty-eight. Uh, thank you for being here. I'm your host, Jack Slattery. I'm your other host, Jay Markovitz, and we are joined by a wonderful guest jerk today, uh, Amy Eight. <laughs> thank you. Say hello, Amy. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I had heard rumors of this coffin table, and now I get to see uh, the reality of it. Yeah, what do you think? I had, the, I had this way fancier than I thought. I had this custom built. Yeah, it has some sexy stems. Yeah, some sexy stems. Got some some uh, studs, many studs running around the outside. Who, who do you think is inside of this coffin? Somebody very flat and short. It is the short stack. So, so that this, is this that is, is my demographic of women. Yeah, <laughs> this is not actually Jack Slattery. This is the person who murdered Jack Slattery and assumed his identity. And <laughs> Jack like Slattery is actually in this coffin this right perfect. now. I don't know what this guy's actual name is. Something like Armin Tanzarian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that from? That's from The Simpsons where oh, okay. Skinner yeah, is yeah, not yeah. actually Seymour right. Skinner. I knew, I knew I knew that name from somewhere. But Armin Tanzarian who stole right. Seymour Skinner's identity. <laughs> but then all, this, all the citizens of Springfield forced him to be Seymour Skinner again. Because they needed him. Yeah, no, he held that town together. It was very, uh, it's a wonderful life kind of deal. Someone suggested that I should get an American girl doll and put it in the drawer. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It's a little oversized for that, but, to, you know. <laughs> get the head in there. Just, yeah, chop Maybe it shave up. shave off a little, yeah. Oh, those American girl dolls ain't cheap. <laughs> no, they're you not. You get a Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, that that would be way cheaper. Did you have an American Girl doll growing oh, no, up? No, I didn't. How about a Cabbage Patch Kid? Yes. What was your Cabbage Several. Patch Kid? Uh, I'm just going to say redheaded. Redheaded, okay. Yeah. All of them Braids were. Braids look like Pippi Longstocking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Georgia. Oh, interesting. Texas, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, Buffalo, New York, and then here. All the hits. All the <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was a tour. Yeah. All right. That's that's a lot of bouncing around. I lived in Georgia for a minute. How was it? Before I came out here. It was okay. I spent most of my time in a yogurt factory. Oh, working or? Working, yes, yes. He come, yeah, his his dad is a yogurt Yogurt type. magnate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a, do you know what labne is? I don't. It's like a Lebanese cheese. Okay. He's working on a project right now. He's making labne for a guy who is... Apparently, the number one baklava producer in the country. Like Shout his out. family, oh, you had me at baklava. They, they make. If you go to Costco and get like a big pack of baklava that they have there, that guy makes it. 
and he sees a hole in the market for this Lebanese cheese. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to eat it, but... You've got the connection? What's the consistency? I imagine very soft. It's very soft, yeah. It's kind of like a, like a wet feta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. wet feta. I think it can be made sweet as well as savory. So curds, not like nothing you can spread. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You could mash it pretty well, but I don't believe it's like, like a, a cottage cheese. No, no, it, it's. I would say semi-solid. Like a brie. So maybe. somewhere between a feta and a brie, yeah. Ooh, like it still okay. has the curd, but you could like press it down with your thumb into, you know, like a mash paste mm-hmm. on like a pita bread or, you know. Sounds great. Sounds great. It's great. Yeah. If the guy who invented uh, riblets is on this, you know, it's got to be good. Jay's dad invented riblets. Yeah. From Applebee's. Yeah. Damn. We're going to get him on the cast sometime. (laughs) Talk about the dark secrets. (laughs) Secret sauce. Consistency. Fucking A, secret sauce. People lining up. Just slather me in it. Uh,. So you were in Lancaster before you came out here. Yes. I Did you have many dealings with the Amish? Yes. What were you doing out there? Uh, going to high school. So you've been in Seattle for a while then? Uh, yep. Okay. Why didn't I think you moved here from Portland? I, I did. Oh, okay. okay. I was here, and then I moved to Portland for about three years, and then I came back. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Not how for long, that reason. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I'm going to do a broad stroke of like three to five years-ish, okay. minus two for the pandemic. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So most of it in Portland. Yes. Okay. And how does Portland differ from Seattle comedically? Like what? Ooh, good question. Um, I need to get down there more. You do need to get down there. There are so many mics down there. That was one thing that really impressed me. Um, it's just a really fun city to live in, to visit. And, uh, gosh, there was one open mic that I had seen. I'm trying to remember the room. It was before I moved there. Alberta Street Pub, maybe, or something like that. And I remember going to their open mic and being so intimidated because everyone was a killer. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I am never going up here. This is terrifying. So you found a worse mic to go to. <laughs> What's up? Yes. No, you got to bomb yeah. it out in places. That, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you go and fucking eat shit in front of all those killers. That, yeah. that That's you forever. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You want something. You start out slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere where you go and think, I could do better than this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to move to Seattle to find that. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I came back for a job and, uh, my support system had always been here mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I don't know. Water wheel was one of the first ones that I went to here. Ballard street comedy club that, uh, Jay or, RIP. Uh, yeah, I know it was such a bummer. That was such a great space. Burn so fast, burn so bright. Yeah. Robert pity was yeah. doing that one. Yeah. Appar- apparently his bedroom is now just that comedy club. Okay. Because all of, like, the banners and decorations are just hanging oh, up in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I, I, I guess that makes sense. I would imagine he's the kind of guy with, like, a mic stand in his room. Perfect. Yeah. 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 He used to live at the Comedy Underground in, like, this, like, not supposed to live there secret windowless back room. Like a comedy goblin. I had heard about this. Yeah. In fact, I think maybe even from him. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it's okay to say this now because yeah. it's closed and whatever. But yeah, when he showed me it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. But like, man, living in a windowless room seems <laughs> like I live in a basement, but living in a windowless room just seems like an insane. It's just pure insanity. Yeah, you come yeah. out with barnacles on you. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Spent a winter in Chicago in a windowless basement. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, no, you could sleep forever yeah. in there. It was just a perpetual night. Wow. Yeah. In Chicago in winter, perfect time to sleep. Yeah. Definitely. Oh God, I can't imagine. It was all it was yeah, all great the until the heat. heat went out in my apartment. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was cold. Was was there any windows in your apartment or just your bedroom was windowless? So it was like uh I would call it like a tenement house mm-hmm. or like an old brownstone and it was owned by a lady who looked like a like a street bag lady. Okay. And it was managed by a guy who just had slumlord written all over him with a huge black diabetic foot. Ooh. Have I told the story before on the no, cast? I didn't even know you lived in Chicago. So uh when I was a traveling yogurt salesman, I spent <laughs> like six months in Chicago where yogurt got into the Midwest market Hell and yeah. so I had to go up there and, and push it. And move that yogurt. Move that yogurt. The and we were, job. yeah, no, Slang exactly. that girt. <laughs> I got that job through nepotism because my dad knew he would have to pay me way less than any like real employee. Uh, and so I go up there and immediately I'm looking for like the shittiest, like illegal Craigslist apartments you can get. And there's a lot of those in Chicago. Like Seattle is not a great place for illegal Craigslist sublets. Right. But Chicago, there were there were a ton of them. And so I got this basement unit. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have taken it, but this guy Mike, who was the property manager, in the coldest days of Chicago winter, was wearing like gym shorts oh. to show off his gigantic, <laughs> swollen, diabetic foot. Really oh, showcasing. Nice. It. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the ladies love it. Letting air out. Yeah. How do I say it? it's? It's like you know what? A, a, you smoke cigarettes before, yeah. So if a regular leg is like a just a regular cigarette, his leg was like a camel wide. Wow. I thought you were going to say a dejarum. Eh, you know, it's ah, got... <laughs> that would have been... Yeah, you would have nailed it with... <laughs> densely like, packed. Like twice as wide with twice as many cancer-causing chemicals oh. in there. And it's like I, I, I maybe I said yes to this apartment because I couldn't stop looking at his leg. You yeah. wanted to hang out yeah, with it, it again. it was hypnotic. Yeah, but, you know, the space heater that was mounted in the wall of this basement unit went out. Sure. And uh, he never fixed it. I was like, bro, I'm dying down here. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll call the guy. We got to get a part. Oh, no. And, yeah, that was the last and I there heard of it. Lie. There And then I just <laughs> bought a space heater and cuddled with it for the remaining three months. Now, did you have months. to pay your own rent or did Yogurt Plus cover it? Yogurt Plus covered it. But I, I had to find, like, the cheapest spots. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy said rats are a good thing. Yeah. Well, no. And that's, again, <laughs> That's like, all you get. There was, there was me and you met John Spivey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were the, we were the traveling yogurt salesman. Oh, and, right. Now, you know. did you know that guy before yogurt salesmaning? Or did you rope him into it because you were friends? Uh, or no. did you meet him he, in the, he, the he was my employee. Right. At first. And I trained him to be a yogurt salesman. Right. <laughs> 
And then he became like a regional yogurt manager like me. Right. And then he got hired away by a very aggressive salad dressing company. Ooh. Tessa Mays. I don't know that one. Have you seen the ones? uh, They have like the wax ceiling on the top. No, I don't think so. It's like they're closed with like red wax. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't be looking at salad dressing like that. That yeah. does sound very, very. It seems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they, they had Top some shelf. they had some consistency issues, but you know it was decent salad dressing. They're back on the market. They kind of tanked, and now they're back. But they, they with the wax still. The no, they don't have the wax See, anymore. Yeah, it's too it's too much. Nobody wants that. They've got like an anchor. You'd oh. like that. You'd like the anchor insignia. Okay. On I like there. Ken's. I like Ken's salad Ken's dressing. Is good. I like. Do you like uh, Bolt House? Mm, it's okay. It's yeah. it's all right. I like Annie's Green Goddess. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a good one. Uh, that's a solid one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but but Paul, whatever face. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, he does some good salad dressing. All, and lemonade. All proceeds go to charity. Yeah, he's, he he he's, didn't think it was going to be that big when he made that promise. Is that true? Yeah, no. He was like, yeah, well, of course, I'll. This salad dressing isn't going to be shit. I'll donate all the proceeds to charity, and now it's like one of the biggest salad dressing companies. Yeah, well, I mean, they do. He regretted it. They do Numinos too, man. And yeah. Back in my gluten days, those were prime those choice. Fucked up your stomach lining. Oh yeah, but God, they're good. Is it cereal? No, it's uh. It's like, like an Oreo cookie. Ooh. Oh. Uh, okay. Oh wait, yeah, I'm thinking of like Fig Newmans. Mm. That's what I'm thinking of. Fig <laughs> Newmans. Uh-huh. Sorry, different thing. That's Newman, on the are good too, but Fig Newmans, that was my, my, my jam. Could you empty a whole bag in a sitting? Oh, or oh was yeah. This like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat a yeah. whole a whole box in a sitting, chug it down with some like milk. Watching, <laughs> 2%, baby. Watching Star Trek. No, I, I was on soy milk at the time. No, nah, that's probably. So soy milk. Got to get those phytoestrogens. Yeah, soy milk and Fig Newmans. And Star Trek. And Star, Star Trek. This combination. On a cold Maine winter We're day. talking what? TNG? Oh, TNG. DS9? Sure. DS9 yeah. is my favorite, but TNG is, uh, is, is more consumable. I would agree with that. Are you, are, are you a Trekker? Uh, I am in love with Jean-Luc Picard. He has made me love old men. Checks out. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It's very like, on brand. He just wrecked me. I'm like, oh god, you're so old. I'm like, oh. he's such a good leader as well. Yeah. He was only like 45 in the series. Really? Yeah. Oh. He just stopped. He looks aging like my father's father. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 it was Picard that imprinted on you, and not like a Riker. Correct. I yeah. Feel like yeah, most women would go no for the trombone playing hunk and negative. Who 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 was second in line? Was it was it Picard then Data? Oh, it was probably Jordy. Jordy. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. There's a whole episode about how Jordy never gets laid. Huh? <laughs> there is. There really yeah. Does, is. Does, 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 doesn't doesn't he here. like make advances on one of the crew members and she's like, oh, we're just friends. Yeah. 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 I forget how it plays out, but yeah, there's like this whole. I think it is a holiday. Like it goes into the holodeck, maybe. Sure. Maybe I'm I'm not remembering, but yeah, basically there's this episode of just like how nobody. Wants to fuck Jordy. <laughs> well, and especially okay. after he got those new bionic eyes. That's only right? in the movie. See, in one of the movies, good. like yeah. that was like, ooh. They only did that in one of the movies. Visor or nothing. Yeah. DS9 though is the best iteration of Star Trek, in my opinion. But you got to start at start to finish, though. Those are bold words. I stand by. What 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 sets it apart? Hmm. 
it's more episodic, so the storylines can be richer and deeper because ah. like they play into each other. Yeah, yeah. And they just have some really great writers on there that give it a lot of depth, and they have enough characters and enough things going on to where like you can remain interested in uh, multiple people without it feeling trite or them feeling like they're adding too much by introducing new things sure. because there's a lot to play with as is. Uh, they just get into some interesting topics. Uh, of course, there's some time travel episodes. Of course, there's some, you know, just classic Star Trek motifs layered in there. But it's uh, just a dense, rich story and really good. Iggy Pop makes a cameo for some oh, episodes. Right on. Uh, the later seasons, it's just like all out war. But like, I don't know. It's just great. They could go into some cool Klingon stories. Uh, it's just a great series. Yeah. All right. If you're if you're considering watching DS9, uh, I would recommend, uh, excuse me, recommend starting with. Um, no, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the. Uh, uh, there's one about riots. Just look up DS9 riots episode, and that's the one you should start with. Dangerous. Yeah, it's kind of like predicting like the time we're living in now, especially during oh. the days of Chop. It felt like very precarious and yep. like more specific, but like it. it what well, was there like a secessionist party that was like, no, this part of Deep Space Nine is. It's just like the economy is just like forced tons of people into the streets, and so the city's action, the city's uh, action to this is just to create like a walled city within the city and just force mm-hmm. all the people into there, and then like lawlessness is in there and then those people inside the walled city riot to break out and be like hey we're just people like we need help not walls and like uh i don't know like i'm sorry all we can do is build walls yeah and it is it takes place in like not too distant future from now uh today uh san francisco it's good. It's a good episode. Okay. I'll look up the name. Perfect. What's the caption's name? It's uh, Cisco, right? Mm-hmm. Is this the same Cisco that wrote the thong song? Different. That then <laughs> went on to become the captain of Deep Space Nine. There uh, we go. Different Cisco. I think they might be related. That really launched his career. Yeah. Or maybe that was like his great-grandfather. It if you yeah. read it into... Yep. I heard that song walking around in uh, Kmart. In Kansas City, one of the last Kmart's in existence in that metropolitan area. Rest in peace. I, th- I think that might be the most American I ever felt. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's uh, season three, episodes eleven and twelve. Season three, episode eleven and twelve, two-part series oh. called Past Tense. It's a time travel episode, and if mm. you want to oh. jump, if you want to jump into DS Nine, you don't really need to know anything about the surrounding lore or who anybody is, they paint it very well. It's very, it, it can be consumed individually or large or modular, modularly, yeah. but yeah, past tense. Great. Past tense. Yeah. Check it out. Sick. Two part time travel episode, you know, come on. Well, you can't time travel in one episode. No. You got to go. <laughs> then you got to come back. There's another time travel episode on there. That's really good where there's this alien race called the Ferengi yeah. and they're very greedy they're the space Jews. They are the space Jews. Yeah. yeah. They are the space Jews. And uh, they 
go back in time and crash land in Roswell in 1941 oh, or whatever. Yes. And like that creates a whole <laughs> thing. And then they have to be rescued and blah, blah, blah. And did they try to play it off like, oh, this was the original alien landing in Roswell? Yeah. Or they're like, oh, you fucked up our alien story. No, that 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 was the the alien landing story. And then they got their like universal translator working. And then they just started trying to sell them stuff. Like, se- <laughs> like they just tried to start trying to sell the humans, like alien technology and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just like, you know, uh, giving it, but they were, no, of course. Yeah. Ferengi. A very fair price. Yeah. Rules of acquisition. Convincing ladies to touch their ears. Mm. Wasn't that their erogenous? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Umak. I used to, I used to get my first wife to give me umak, uh, while we would watch. That's why she's your first wife. No, that was that was holding us together a little bit. She was good at it. Uh, but we, we would watch DS Nine, and uh, yeah, she was good at she was good at foot rubs and umak, and like man, it, it would make me melt. I loved it. I'm more into uh, Boko Maru. Mm. That really gets me going. I don't know. What or, is that? From uh, Cat's Cradle, the Vonnegut book. Oh. Where you touch your feet soul to oh, soul. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's delicacy. Okay. A sensual delight. You need a lot of room for that one. Eh, yeah, if yeah. you're tall, you know. <laughs> end to end. You could do like a, like a triangle Boko Maru right here. Mm. It's pretty kinky. Yeah. Yeah, my legs would be f- splayed quite wide. I do need some stirrups, maybe. You need to stretch a little bit, do a little <laughs> yoga mm. before you try to do erotic foot touching. Yeah, I saw that you were in these sandals with like copper plates I in them. I was wondering what those were. Yeah. Is that to ground you? It's to ground my but where energy circuit. Where does the copper, where does that diffuse into? Just into the Mother Earth. But through the leather? Yeah, so like. It's like a rubber sole, right? So, so doesn't it so just like neutralize? The copper goes all the way through the sole. Oh, it does. And so okay. if you looked was, at the bottom, you I would was, see I was wondering little about, copper divots on the bottom as well. I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And do you think it makes a bit of difference? Zero difference. Okay. <laughs> they're the worst sandals I've ever had. Okay. But they're continuing to. Just for listener reference, hold Jay, together. Jay is a long haired man with a beard. And he came over today wearing acid wash jeans and bringing them back. And are these acid washed? I think That's, so. Yeah, yeah, stone washed at the very least. I'll and, take it. And sandals with copper touch plates for his feet in them. He's yeah, living you that. Only see once he takes them off when he brandishes yeah. the power of the the sandal. I'm, he's living that massage therapy life. He's, I'm not a flower child. I'm a flower daddy. He <laughs> he walks the walk. He talks the talk. He is. That body worker. That's true. I heard he gave Richie Armani a a, a back rub. Is that breaking client? Uh, I generally prefer not to name names okay. in that regard. All right, but fine. Uh, I have been massaging a number of comedians. Really? And word is getting around about my skill set. Really? And uh, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it's uh, they're all poor, which is the problem. So they're not going to be regular clients. Yeah. So just the every once in a while. Every crack. once in a while. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of chiropractic TikTok. Oh yes. Right. Oh my god, it's it's the best ASMR. <laughs> there's there's this one guy. How do you feel about the Y strap? He calls himself the Y strap doc. Which do you want to explain what the Y strap is from a technical I, I could 
So the, you, it's like a chin harness, right? Yeah. Like it kind of fits around your chin, almost like a football chin guard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a strapping harness that is in the shape of a Y, and he'll like jerk your head, right? Yeah, he's like, you're laying on a table and face up, and he's got this thing on you, then he's like behind you, then he just like, like, pow, just like jerks this thing. And he just, yanks it lengthwise along people, your spine. I mean, he's filming people while he's doing it. I don't know if it's real. It seems real, but yeah. they, are, they are like crying. They're like, oh my God, my life, like, Everything's just a line. Yeah, they're, they're like these, keep it's like these people like are a little like I can't move my body, and then he like is like <laughs> just like crunching them up, and yes. then he finishes them off with the Y strap pull, and then they're like they can touch their toes now. Wow, I don't know how real it is. It could be all bullshit. I don't know, but yeah. like it looks cool and it sounds neat. Like he's like a big beefy man, and he's just like bear hugging these like women and just like <laughs> just like just like. In, or you're watching it like this is gonna be a murder. Yeah, like <laughs> why does your body crack crack and crunch? Like what the fuck is that? Uh a chiropractor has never been able to give me a straight answer. Okay. Um some people say it's like little air pockets that get mm-hmm. released. Uh some say it's just like the sound of the bone and joint kind of like clicking mm-hmm. as it goes into and out of place uh there, there's a lot of different kind of c- pops you can get like there's a pop that's like a bone pop there's a pop that's like connective tissue getting sheared off of other connective tissue there's like a knuckle pop mm-hmm. uh and yeah you know I, I feel like chiropractic it's very uh it's very temporary relief right that's the, what i've always heard yeah. my dad used to go to a chiropractor a lot and it was just like and my first wife uh, used to go to a chiropractor a lot, and it was just always like, "Yeah, but you got to come back like once a week for the next like two years, yeah, to like get it fixed or whatever." And it's just like, "Is this real? Is this real?" I mean, I don't know. So you really do get relief, right? Yes. But like, it they'll, comes back. they they put your bones in a better position, but they generally don't train your muscles to hold your bones consistently in a better position, mm. which is why you have to keep going back. And there's certain chiropractic techniques that will, over time, give more lasting results. But those are those are rare. I've seen one office that does that. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I had this slew of injuries, and like every joint in my body would pop. Like I could twist, and my spine would pop oh, like musical. 15 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, as I put myself back together and trained properly, like I don't pop anymore. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a muscle guy than a bone guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you need them both, but, like, the muscles are doing the work. Right. Yeah. For sure. And chiropractors are very – they make you call them doctor. And they ain't a doctor. Yeah, they're really, like – I've worked in a number of chiropractic offices as a massage therapist, and day one – Everyone has been like, yeah, and you hear just, you know, you can call the chiropractor's doctor, either, you know, Dr. Quinn for their last name, or you call them Dr. Mary. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> Dr. Douche. Robert. Yeah. Stephanie. No, after the, after one of them fired me, I very aggressively called him Matt <laughs> in my exit interview. So, yeah, no. Oh, uh, thank you. Pretty good. He ended up uh, buying a hydraulic table off of me and then his business. Hydraulic table? Oh, I only work on a hydraulic table. Okay. (laughs) 
So like, say I was going to give you a massage on the coffin table. Okay. It stays at one height. Right. So I would have to bend down to yeah. put my elbow in you. Yeah. Doing some leg TPs. Exactly. You know, you've got to yeah. bend over, contort yourself, and that fucks up your back. You know, you're a goldsmith. I'm sure, like, oh, yeah. if you I'm have to, like, like lean mark. down into it, it fucks <laughs> yeah. you up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, like, I've pretty much my whole career worked on tables that have a little pedal that will move them up and down with a person on them. Right on. And okay. if, if I don't, then my back starts to hurt immediately. Yeah. So. How many people can you do in a day comfortably? If it's, like, an hour each. Mm. I think, like, a- after four, it starts to get tough. Yeah. And if I did, like, seven, I would be in bad shape. And I think that's, like, the most I've ever done. Yeah. But I know people who have done, like, eight a day for their whole career. Wow. And they're crazy. But they might be giving, I don't know, a much easier massage than I'm giving. Some just heavy petting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just stroking you. Yeah. Playing with your um, hair. I do really technical... I don't know, postural and joint release kind of stuff. And uh, I've given a lot of people the best massage they've ever had. I've also given a fair number of people the worst massage they've ever had. Oh. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable? Because they just wanted to lay there. <clears throat> yeah. They didn't want to step into the... Can you change gears or, you, or are you just like... Oh, yeah. Like I know now. Yeah. Like some people just want to lay there and like... If they're coming and giving you ain't, money every ain't week... That yeah, the truth. They're, uh-huh. they're a great... They're a great client, but, uh, you know, I have people that I've kind of like completely overhauled their body. Mm. Like I could pick their posture. Oh, that's a J Marks. That's a J Marks body right there. <laughs> you see your work. They're showing your work. Yeah, exactly. Like long division out in the street. You're like, hey. It's like I've signed my name uh-huh. on them. <laughs> yeah. They tattoo their butt. Yeah, yeah like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder like, you know, after I get done massaging someone's glutes, just slap them on the ass. Like, all right, you're good to go. That's your finishing move. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you should. I mean, I think people would like that. I it would think. definitely set you apart. I think the Board of Health would like to know about that. I think so. You're like a – I bet you can read a room well enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough well enough to have never done that and to know that I never will do yeah. that. Oh, well. Jay, only only uh, recreational ass slapping. Jay, do you believe in – Psychic abilities and powers and mental things. I used to, but I don't anymore. Okay. Yeah. How do you... That's the answer I expected out of you. Uh-huh. Why, why do you think that I used to believe in oh, it? Oh, I don't know. I was expecting that... The, I don't know that part. But yeah. Because you're a long-haired hippie guy. Sure, sure. It looks sure. like it would come with the whole... Right. You'd think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, it's part of the basic down, like the basic software. Sure. Uh, but what do you think reading a room is then? Like you can feel a room pull away from you. Like what is that expression of energy like that you're tapping into? Like if, if you're doing a joke and it sucks and you feel the room like clam up and pull away, like how, like how do you explain that? What is that? What is reading a room? I feel like it's a form of mass psychology. And like, but it's no- a visceral feeling, though, right? Sure. Well, I mean, th- those exist. Yeah, that exists outside of like magic and powers. Uh, 
And yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you go to a room on Capitol Hill, you can kind of be like, okay, this is generally going to be these people's feelings. Maybe if you're at like Jai Tai instead of club comedy, it's like, okay, they're going to be a little more down than that. And so you kind of, you know, you, you know where you are. You can see what people look like. You heard what the other people are doing before you so you can kind of gauge the response that's why taking the bullet is so hard because you really don't know what that room is all about uh and i don't know i mean there's a when some people are smiling and laughing it like it gives you this swell of confidence mm. and adrenaline and Bot- you're- un- un- just like uh picking up on body language that yeah. like, you're you're over you're conscious mind doesn't but your subconscious mind your does. subconscious mind does and you're all kind of on the same page mm. you know how like uh, when you're on a good date and mm-hmm. you're talking things are kind of popping and feels effortless right but then you know if you're on a bad date it just feels like you know, what, the, what are we doing yeah, yeah it feels like you're there by yourself just throwing words into a void yeah and that's what it's like when you're bombing on stage you're just throwing words into a void and you're mm-hmm. like oh these people don't like me at all and uh what do you do in that situation do you lean into it or do you i i love how sometimes you end it with fuck you yeah <laughs> well no because like you know I, I know what i said is better than what it got <laughs> a lot of times so uh i i have been trying to explore yelling more as a strategy yeah to be like hey come on yeah laugh at this shit you assholes um but yeah, you know, switch to crowd work, I think. Uh, if you can, you know, just talk to people. Try to find something that they will laugh at. Yeah. Because once they believe you're funny again, they'll laugh at your jokes. But if they don't believe you're funny, then they won't laugh at your jokes, even if they're good jokes. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what that is, Jack. I think that, like, I don't know. I've heard people say it's like a state of, like, mass hypnosis that we all kind of like get in and there's this connection and, uh, but what if that is magic? You know what I mean? What if we're talking about the same thing? Yeah, I think it is. I think it definitely is. Then I guess I'm a magician. Yes. I, I think, I think a lot about the intersectionality of quote unquote magic and comedy, because I think there's a lot of overlap between the two. And <clears throat> I think reading a room is like an initiatory process into the cult of stand-up. Like you have to yes. develop that skill before you can develop like more advanced skills. Definitely. And I think that we like we know that a comedy club when you know there's rooms that are built for comedy, low ceiling, dark, uh people really close to the stage and just so you can like feed you know it is like definitely feeding on their like facial facial expressions like picking up on that like that's a big part of it for sure but i think there's like uh a a a gestalt energy field that forms in the audience and you can manipulate that yeah, I don't. I don't think so. No. I, don't, I don't think that's okay. how it goes. I think that you're just uh, saying stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and if people like what it's what you're saying, then you feel good and they feel good. 
Okay. And if you start to say stuff that they don't like, they kind of get off board and you're like, oh, shit, this sucks. But some people never develop that skill to like know, like to read a room. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like. Well, right. But some people never write a joke that's good enough to get a room full of people to laugh. Like some people just like their sense of humor or their ability to relate to other people is so stunted that they can't be like, okay, I think this thing is funny. This is how I'm going to translate it to make it so that other people can digest it as a joke, Mm -hmm. can digest it as humor. And, you know, I remember when I was first doing comedy, uh, I wouldn't be good. I wouldn't have good sets. I would just get lucky sometimes where like my specific sense of humor kind of hit what the crowd was, but I couldn't adjust on the fly. I couldn't be like, oh, okay, I'm going to write this joke and use these tactics. I was just stuck in one groove and I didn't make any progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where am I getting at? Yeah, no, I think that like it's a little simpler than like, oh, it's a gestalt energy field. And, you know, there's maybe some overlap in those things. I don't know what a gestalt energy field is. Uh, I mean, were did you grow up going to church ever at all? Temple. I mean, I went to, I went to synagogue, but it was always just boring. Yeah, I never really felt like I was a. I never felt moved by the spirit. <laughs> right. Read the but room. like, all right. Have you ever been to Europe and been to any of the cathedrals and stuff? No, never. Hmm. I mean, they're like seeing a cathedral in like a European cathedral in person, or Mexico, or just a cathedral anywhere, but specifically like European cathedrals, like. It's a mind control device. It's like it's high technology. Like every angle of it is like built to like fuck your head. And then like they put in this like wizard in there and he's like (laughs) saying things to you in this language you don't understand. But like he's creating this like community, this like condensed thought wave of like yeah like thought wave like everybody's like on the same page and so they they can like manipulate that thought wave to get shit done like you create like i mean i don't know like so i'm much more of an adherent to the power of like will yeah willpower and intelligence and i think when you can kind of like successfully sway a room over with your charisma or your intelligence or or anything. If you can get them on board, they've basically given you the keys to their brain. Right. And they will think what you want them to think. And, you know, I don't... That's where cults come from. That's where religion comes from. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where the the magic of comedy plays into... I don't think that's magic. (laughs) I I mean, you're you're taking over someone's brain a little bit. Well, that's just because they're weak. That's why comics don't laugh at stuff. Right. Because we're we're like no fuck you I'm not gonna pay attention you're a to wizard you. Too. You, you have, have to you have spells. to say really <laughs> fucked up shit to, like you know when you play to the back of the room you know you will say I don't know way more fucked up stuff and the comics will laugh and normal people will recoil in horror so yeah I, I mean you you can draw a parallel to be like oh okay this is like a sigil this is like a wizard this mm-hmm. is like a right yeah. but. I think it's all there. I you think know, it's all that, the same that's, thing. That's, that's, I think that, it's all intense. That's too much for my monkey mind okay. to take in. And I think it's just uh, funny sounds make people happy. And when the fun sounds aren't that funny, then they're like, oh, I don't like you. Why should I, why should I look at you and pay attention to you if you're up there and it's not funny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me someone better. 
And uh, yeah, you know, I, I used I used to put a lot more stock in that until I I don't know started started eating meat again and lifting weights. <laughs> I do those things, and then it was like, oh, now you're now you're now you're like a golem. You're mm. not like a spirit anymore. You're just like a man of stone. <laughs> And you just have to bang your head against the raw physicality of the world. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, it's great. It's the best. <laughs> I'm like a pr- impervious to my own emotions. Yeah. 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 Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I like to fancy it up a little bit. Yeah, church yeah. it up. Do you do you do you uh do you feel a sense of ritual? Yeah. In performing absolutely. comedy? Definitely. Well, tell and me the about reading it. the room, I was actually wondering what when you were answering, I'm sure. Like, so reading the room, does that mean looking at people's faces? Uh, I just go by feel. Yeah. And I'm, I consider myself still new at comedy, but yeah, it's, I, it is magic. That's what I feel like. It feels like a religious experience when it's going well. <laughs> yeah. What about when it's going bad? Uh, pretty fucking uncomfortable. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. Could also be a really religious experience. Really makes you experience. want to just like prolapse, <laughs> turn yourself inside out, and leave your body. So, what do you feel like goes wrong in your sets? Like when things go bad, like why are they going off the rails? Good question. Um, order of operations, probably. Ooh, that's a big one for sure. Yeah, order of operations. What do you mean? Uh, like setting the joke up? Setting the joke up, joke lineup, like the actual set. Oh, mm-hmm. your set is an entirety, yeah. Yeah. Um, making the right logical leaps. Making the right logical leaps and not forgetting all your fucking tags when you get nervous. Like that part always bums me out when mm. I get off stage oh, yeah. and I'm like, God, the whole thing that made, like it worked a little, yeah, but the whole tagged it, yeah. Yeah, part that really made it punch, I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like when you play tennis and you hit the ball directly in the center of the racket. The sweet like spot. that sweet spot. Yeah. What has to happen for you to feel satisfied uh, with, I have with, to with get time out of on my stage? Own head. You have to get out of your own head. And that takes a lot. Okay. Yeah. To get um, over nervousness. Okay. Okay. To get your set list memorized mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, to not to feel present in my body. That part is like takes quite a bit of work. Is there anything that you do to kind of set the stage for that or do you just hope? I, I hope. That's one of the strongest <laughs> things we fingers, can do. Yeah, right. I pace, I drink a lot of water, I pee a whole lot before I go up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a natural diuretic. <laughs> Definitely. Just being f- nervous. Yeah. Yeah. No, my best Sets I always shit before them. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. never had to do that. Really? I would always have to shit before sets. I would always have to shit before pinball tournaments. No. Oh my god! Uh, no. Just got to get it out of your system, <laughs> you and then do. you're light. Um, something I like to if I have like a really important show or something that I've deemed to be really important. Except I didn't do it with the festival. I think I might be past this ritual. But eating a big steak and uh drinking Joe Rogan approved alpha brain okay uh that would always boost it felt like my brain worked better but it would at least boost my confidence to where i felt better 
I always eat a big steak, but never had to shit. Hmm. Wow. Can you eat before you do a show? Yeah. I mean, I I just want to be like regularly fed. Yeah. Like if I'm too hungry, like I can't perform. Okay. And you know, if it's just like three or five minutes, it's not a problem. Um. Yeah, if, if I have to sit around too long before a set, then I start to have problems. Like if it's like, oh, okay, your set is in two hours. Yeah. You're 27th on this lineup. It's like, fuck this. I don't even want to be there. Um, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Go play pinball or something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like kind of kind of like a waste of time. And I've gotten a little bit spoiled because I get to cut in line at some open mics. Mm-hmm. And so now if I ever go to an open mic where I don't get to cut in line, I'm like, eh. You've earned that, though. I mean, a little. I You're feel like older. I, I, I've earned my ability to cut in line and uh, I use it. I mean, I don't take advantage of it, but mm-hmm. I, I've earned my stripes. I feel it. See, I feel like I like just quit and came back. That's sometimes what it takes. Yeah. Pandemic wise, or did you quit? No, like so, I back? I quit comedy in like 2016. Oh, yeah, like I had kind of pursue s- pinball. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I I had like stalled out. Like I hadn't written a good joke or enjoyed comedy in like a year. Yeah, and I actually remember seeing you at uh, Comedy Underground when I lived here before Portland. Yeah. And was too scared to get up on stage where I would go to the open mics and just be like, how does this work? That's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it and starts. And it was such a bummer to move back and hear that, yeah. What happened with Comedy Underground? Is that? COVID. Yeah. Pandemic like killed that it. just done. Yeah, I mean, no money coming in. Yeah. Damn. It wasn't, run, it wasn't operating on a huge margin to begin with. Right. Um, such a great spot, though. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Fantastic, yeah. It's the best club in the city for sure. Comedy should be underground. Exactly. Yeah. Low ceiling. And it just it feels haunted. It's got right. that train. Yeah. No, it was. <clears throat> it definitely is stained with um, the stank of years of comedy. That's what it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. I loved that club. Mm-hmm. I got to be a door. I got. I felt pretty proud, proud of myself. I moved here and then within like eight months of living here, I was not getting bumped on their open mic anymore. I was getting booked on a couple shows and i was a regular door guy there and i was like i did it you did it i've done it right then you start looking for the next thing yeah you got to you got to do it yeah no it's just quests just doing those side quests side quests leveling what's the what's the main quest beats me uh i think i'm off societal main quest mode sure i think i've been off that for a while well it's just got to be kids right yeah getting a job and having kids yeah yeah. You, you want babies? No, I don't. Okay. I've precluded myself from that main quest. Gotcha. Shop's closed. Shop's closed. Um, so when you do side quests, I don't know if you always know what the end result is. You just keep bouncing around from side quest to side quest. It takes you to different regions. You acquire different items. You have to, you have to read books on the walls. You, yeah. f- you have to find... It's so you're overpowered when you meet God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're ready to kill God when you finally meet him. God, if only I had a weapon to kill God. You leveled too much up. Oops. Yeah. And then you, somewhere along the way, you, you realize that most of this game we're playing is just a gear grind. Yeah, it's pay to win. Yeah, it's pay to win and a gear grind. <laughs> Always has been. Oh, another fetch quest. Do you enjoy it now, Jay? Comedy? Back? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, I... Uh... 
I didn't know who I was back then and was trying to play to a societal narrative that I thought was going to get me booked and ingratiate me to gatekeepers. And yeah, you know, it, it never was going to, and I wasn't funny that way. And I wasn't learning about myself and yeah, you know, five, six years later of doing massage, basically doing something that I love and playing pinball and just accumulating life experience. I was like, Oh, I got like, like the first like 10, 15 minutes that I wrote came almost immediately, Yeah, which was like, oh, fucking sweet. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's a grind now, but that was enough to kind of like get me started. And people were like, oh, wow, he's like nobody was even around Yeah. Uh, from when I was still doing it. And, you know, it's a whole new list of people that are like, oh, he's actually pretty good. And I'm like, ha, 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 they don't know. They don't know how <laughs> bad I was. Yeah. Um, it's like you got came back to so, went to a different school. Yeah, yeah. We had a girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's great, and it's uh, way way more life affirming than playing pinball. I'll say that much. Okay. Yeah. How many uh, machines are you the top scorer on? Just two right now. Uh, both of them at Jack's. Southgate Roller Rink, open mic okay. location, uh, Shrek and Spider-Man yes. out there, yeah. I, uh, I I was never like the biggest blow-up scorer, but I was good in competition play. Okay. Yeah, because I had good nerves for that, and uh, I talked shit. This is where so comedy I would, informed the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I played sports in high school, so like, you know, I liked, I liked, to fight other people on a field of battle. <laughs> and uh, pinball was the choice. Yes. But I was uh, a little too aggro to play pinball. <laughs> like I would uh, I would rage and throw the machines around more than was acceptable. Like you got a hand on your shoulder on more than one occasion? No, nobody would touch me. They were... <laughs> A little bit intimidated by how uh, out of control emotionally I would be. Yeah. Berserker rage. Big time berserker rage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Olaf's? No. So Olaf's has this tiny little pinball room and they've got it crammed with as many machines as possible. And I would like cuss and like beat the shit out of the machines and people were like, Jesus Christ, man. You're crazy. Stepping away. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, comedy, I definitely used to throw my notebook getting off stage a lot. Do you ever punch walls? Not anymore. But you used to? Oh, big time. Yeah. Okay. Throw controllers all the time. Oh, really? Uh, Flame out. I broke my computer screen one time. I punched a hole in my laptop. Uh, oh, really? Because of Settlers of Catan. Wow. Online. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. Comedy, like like when things are really intense, uh, then I'm prone to those kind of outbursts. Only against inanimate objects. I have no interest in like, you know, hitting a human or an animal. Mm -hmm. But like walls, pinball machines, computers, yeah. I will not spare them my wrath. Uh, when, the, when the AI take over, they will remember. They'll this. remember. Oh, big time. Keeping score. 
And it's like the, the, the competition in comedy is much more of like a long game uh, than like, you know, a five-minute pinball match. So yeah. it, it doesn't, doesn't really uh, aggravate my temper in the same way. But no, now you'll look at me at a different way. Like, oh, he, yeah, is, like, he, huh. he is insane. <laughs> We've all known that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It somehow doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Good. I like to be predictable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's funny, right? Is being predictable. No, that you're just kind of so like crushed into a diamond a little bit. Like you're very condensed. Oh, that's very flattering. Oh, that's Thank actually you. funny. That's one of the same things I said to Megan KD about what I love about her comedy is that it's just so condensed. Very condensed. Yeah, I love it. Do you like condensed push. soups? Sorry, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Just add water. Uh, you're in a relationship, yeah? No. No? Ooh. Oh, okay. I was going to ask about uh, maintaining a relationship and doing comedy because that's something uh, Jay and I are both... Uh, have problems with yeah i it's a struggle i don't feel uh i'm not really interested in dating right now and i don't feel it would be fair to get into a relationship with someone doing this because it takes so much focus every night yeah where would you have time sure (laughs) someone's gonna just feel (laughs) unloved and so you suffer too okay yeah I, i i don't mind it i'm like yeah that's just how it is for now. That's good. You're like a... Like okay. A, I got a lot going on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot going on. You're also a goldsmith. Yes. What is... Like, what are you making? Uh, high-end custom bridal stuff, mostly. Oh. That's and a great, it's a great city for that. It is a great city for that. Yeah. yeah. And then also I sell on Etsy, mostly magical pieces. What is your Etsy? Uh... B girl metal, all one word. Two E's or one. Two E's. Mm. Insect girl metal. Okay. And uh, how long have you been into this? Oh gosh. What school did you go to? RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. Okay. Was it something that you had like? uh, Was it a hobby before you got into it as a profession? It was a hobby. But there's not without investing in a ton of equipment. It's kind of like you can string beads and do this. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But until you invest in a bench and a torch and yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to wherever where I had gone to high school had a really great program, mm-hmm. which is rare for high schools to have like a metal setup. Yeah. And so I was doing casting there, learning how to do lost wax casting, and simultaneously I was really into doing clay. Mm. And I kind of, toward the end, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? They can make money in the arts. And I just pictured myself making mugs and selling them at craft sales for the rest of my life. Because fe- I'm like, as far as what what I, for me back then, that's all I had. Yeah. Yeah. I was Is that like, a dream or know. a nightmare? Well, I'm like, how, like, what? Who is buying ceramic art? You right. know, like so it's like usable, functional things. And I'm sure. like, I don't want to make mugs for uh, uh. no. And that's where I'm like, well, metal jewelry yeah, is forever. Like this will outlive us, and people are always going to get married. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just kind of was like, well, it's big yeah, money. Let's try that. Yeah, I can do it for the rest of my until these hands stop working. But yeah, 
Have your hands stopped working yet? No, they're doing great. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was actually wondering that about you as far as massage therapy, because that is very <laughs> labor-intensive to... My first year was rough. Or is but it hands that bother you or back and arms? It can be hands. Uh, I had a shoulder injury right at the end of massage school, and yeah. I had a lot of pain in kind of the, the back armpit area. Um, but yeah, I figured out how to use my hands right, how to use my legs right, and it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also like 30 pounds heavier from when I graduated massage school, so that... It's a lot easier to throw my weight throw around now. Yeah, yeah. Lean into it. Yeah, but I work on a lot of people who are like manual artisans like yourself, and they have a lot of uh, unique issues. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked on For a lot sure. of symphony musicians. And apparently they most of them have to have surgery by the time they're 50 because of how specialized, you know, they have, oh. to, they have to do like a weird fucked up grip for like 40 hours a week. Um, and yeah, I would imagine doing something like goldsmithing or glass blowing, you know, you've got a, you've got a very unique repetitive strain on your body. Yeah. Upper back for sure. Oh yeah. I work under a microscope Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, you're you're shaped like a question mark or your jewelry bench. The working space is Mm -hmm. up here. So you're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. So Nosferatu. Yeah. Or both, you know? Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of a chirp wheel before? Chirp have, you, wheel. have you heard of a foam roller? Yes. So a chirp wheel is just like a slice of a foam roller that okay. fits between your shoulder blades. So you can lay on it and kind of roll up and down your spine, and it would be great. It would be great for you know somebody with your specific bodily needs. Thank you. Yeah, I'll send you a link yeah, later. Please do. That sounds like chirp a great wheel. Idea. Please sponsor to, uh, us. Please sponsor. Please sponsor us. We'll sell. We'll say anything yeah. you want about chirp wheels. You were going to a chiropractor. I was. How'd yeah. it go? Oh, it was going very well until it's expensive. Yeah, and they want you to come sure like three times a week. Ah, I was choosing to go every other week because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is just okay. Um, yeah, and it felt great, of course. Sure. And I finally was like, okay, I need to take a break for a while. Forty-five bucks a pop. Out of pocket, I'm like, okay. Can't so every that time they popped you, it was $45 or just per visit? Per visit. Oh, okay. <laughs> every time, that would be really, if they're like, we're getting, yeah. getting really percussive on you, just mm-hmm, racking up mm-hmm. the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the chiropractors at the last place I worked, they would use massage guns a lot. <gasps> okay. Yeah, I just like got one of Like the percussive ones? Like yeah, yeah. And I felt, you know, just like a little pang. When they would use like, fuck, that's not massage. You're cheating. It's not fucking massage. <laughs> I just got one. I've been going to town on myself with it. I saw you. Yeah. I saw you. I saw yeah. you getting handsy with yourself earlier. You were like, I am going to buy my sister one for her birthday next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think she'll use it? I think so. She's a farmer. Yeah. So you said your your Etsy is like magical items. Like, what mm-hmm. are you making for that? Oh, unicrystal hexagrams, pentagrams, what have you, that sort of thing. Ooh. It's funny because I do sometimes do uh, conventions where I sell magical jewelry. Sure. And every single time I travel, if anyone's traveling with me, I have to be like, okay, here's the deal. Every time I travel, because I carry all the jewelry on me, like carry on and... uh 
I'm like, we're going to get pulled over. It's going to be lengthy, and I'm going to have a lot of explaining to do. So we <laughs> go through TSA because 90% of my cargo looks like throwing stars. Okay. Like that big? Like they're they're big? Oh, uh, some of them are big. Okay. But they, when you put that through the x-ray and everything is like ding, 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 ding. Mm. Yeah, it just looks like it's yeah going to be a problem. And you don't want to put it in the check baggage. Cause, Definitely no. You know, yeah. So then I have to open it up. How does that conversation usually go? Oh, I'm like, I, I, I sell jewelry, I'm vending, and they're like, what? and I, I just I just keep talking until they let me go. That's right. smart. Don't let them get a word in edgewise. Here's what it is. Usually I have a sales book or something with me just to be like, see, for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you look the part, too. That, yeah, I'm sure exactly. That helps. I mean, this yeah. right here, yeah. they don't quite, they're like, ah, got it. Oh, she sells a cult jewelry? Yeah, okay. Uh, has anyone, has move anyone along. tried to buy stuff off of you right there? <clears throat> they have not, but one funny thing, this probably, I don't know how super legal it was. Um, gosh, where were some friends going? Croatia. They were going to Croatia for a magical thing. And uh, shipping jewelry overseas is really expensive. And you kind of, whoop. Send it into the void, and you have no idea. If Hopefully, it's gonna, it shows yeah, up unless you pay an extravagant amount of money to make sure it gets there. And uh, I was like, "Hey, you guys are going to this. Could you take some of my jewelry?" And they were thinking, probably not a great idea to have everything looking like it's for sale. So I made a gigantic necklace and a gigantic bracelet, and just attached all of the. Ch- the pendants to it where they look like this multi-layered gigantic just gaudy like mr t of magic exactly, jewelry necklaces exactly so the, all of them were for sale once they arrived there yeah but that was i'm like thank you for sneaky, being such sneaky. a good sport yeah and they wore it on the plane yeah yeah if you Smart. go in wearing it yeah i don't know if you're if you're if your pilot That's is a, a religious pack. person they might see that as an act of terror they might it's worse than a bomb. That's true. It calls You're Satan. very abrasive. Uh, that's cool. Uh, what do you think happens when we die? Um, I, I, I don't think that matter is destroyed. Oh, it definitely isn't. So, yeah. I don't know that I wouldn't say that, oh, you just shoot right out another vagina, but... This is not all there is for sure. For all what I that believe. doesn't seem fair to the vaginas. <laughs> They're like, come on, we're prototype machines. Come on, we're supposed to make another. Supposed to make another. So you think we respawn somewhere? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I've been visited by things. So oh, you want to go? You want to expound on that a little? Uh, let's see. The most recent one was a friend's mother passed, mm-hmm. and it was the actual night that she passed, and she and I were talking about this, and uh, like reading the room, mm-hmm. where I don't look at people's faces necessarily to read it, I just kind of feel the feel. It's like going in the kitchen and you smell that someone made curry, like, oh, that's what that is. And I just felt something roll in. Like a cloud formation is what it kind of looked like in my mind's eye. So it wasn't like I'm yeah, seeing yeah. something that's tangible and it just rolled in and then kind of swooped in behind me and was pu- like barometric pressure. It was pushing yeah. me yeah, to yeah. say something to her. I'm not going to say what that is because that was a message. And uh, my friend said, 
that's the exact thing that my mom, that was the last thing she had ever said to me. And I wouldn't have known that. And uh, after a couple seconds, it just went away. Like, yeah. Yeah, it literally rolled in like clouds. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So organic and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like Ta-da. another plane of existence. Yeah, something beyond okay. here, not here or there. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I like not. I like not knowing, and I think uh, it's it's nice. It's nice to not try- have to know. <laughs> like I like surprises, uh, and I like possibilities of things like that being uh, an option. Okay. Or possible. I, yeah. You want to do petty hell? Yeah, let's do petty hell. Let's do petty hell. So, so this is. Not exactly what I was trying to lead you into here. Petty hell. Uh, petty hell. Yeah, that's where people go when they die for petty sins. Great. Petty crimes. Uh, and then, you're, so you're you're a lesser demon thing in hell. Okay. A, a mid level functionary in so hell. So I get to choose. You get to. Okay. Tw- you- you're given a subject, yeah. okay. and you you read the dossier on them. And then you have to craft the perfect torture. Something that's going to look good on your quarterly review. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, for petty hell. Um, Lest ye be tortured yourself. Got it. Okay. So this person comes to you, and uh, they never in their life have cleaned the lint trap in the communal washer-dryer in their apartment. Ah. Um... Okay, so this is something that they have to do for the all eternity, or it can be a kind of like a, a psychological a torture where you put them in okay. a situation, or you can just like chop their arms off. Great, you know. Okay, I'm going to do a simple one, which is not too mean. Uh, I'm going to guess it's a dude because most ladies know to clean out the uh, dust trap. There so is a gender is, divide. Yeah, I'm dividing it and. Uh, I'm going to fill up his fleshlight with tampons. Oh, used tampons. Used tampons. Interesting. Yeah. For a surprise later when he goes to visit. Okay. And it's like no vacancy. Oof, that's rough. Okay, okay. The the bloody tampon fleshlight for the serial lint trap defiler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could curse him, which the worst curse you could ever do on someone. Yeah. You, you first have to point at them with your pointing finger. Okay. And say. You got long fingers. Thank you. Say, forever 21. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fucking nightmare to be 21 forever? Oh, I was thinking no. that they would have no. to go to the you store want... forever okay. 21. Oh. <laughs> no. You, you I mean, which is way worse. 21. Yeah. I mean, oh. I mean, I don't know how that works, right? Because like, what? Like, my body is twenty-one, but mentally, I'm me. Like, nope. You are forever twenty-one. Twenty-one was pretty for- all right for me. Okay. Uh, it doesn't doesn't seem that bad. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know what. Like, so you're just like in Groundhog Day of yes. one of one year. Yep. Do you know that you you're never learn anything it? else? I don't think you do. No, it's, you're just in this cycle. So just in a it's time a, it's loop. another circle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Forever 21. I would take it, honestly. I mean, until I became aware of that, what was happening. But you can't but... ever. Well, you kind of, you kind of, just... you kind of burn out of things that you can do in one year. Right, and yeah. then it resets. Right, then it resets, and then you're just back to like 
But you don't remember. I think I think you remember. You never you never acquire more knowledge. But then you would know more. You would you would be smart. You would learn more. But no, it's it's like a it's like a Groundhog's Day kind of thing, right? Yes. Where like you have recall, but you have to do that year perfectly. Mm. And I think somebody made a Reddit post one time where they were talking about okay, how long did he actually do Groundhog's Day? And it was something like seventeen years. He was doing that day. So how many years is it going to take for you to do that year perfectly? Basically infinity. But also like what is a perfect – like what would it entail to do it perfectly? Uh, I mean I guess that depends. Right. What, didn't he like uh, save a cat from a tree and he didn't punch out Needlenose Ned? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he saved an old woman who fell and then he had sex with that hot 80s woman. Something the like big that. hair and shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the shoulder pads. That's what hot chicks looked like. Yeah, eighty eight for sure. Yeah. All right, okay. another petty hell. This guy uh, <clears throat> cuts his yard and throws and and con- continues to throw his lawn clippings and like yard debris over the fence into his neighbor's yard. What? <laughs> the fucking monster. <laughs> Because he was frustrated that somebody filled up his flashlight with used tampons. Um, let's see. Punishment for that. I, I think maybe everything he ever eats from there on out should be spoiled food. I mean, he's dead, right? He's dead. He's in hell. He's in hell. Oh, so there's no eating in hell? I mean, I mean you can feed him spoiled food. Right. If that's oh, the crap. thing. But he's not, he's not like alive. And, oh. and like he's dead and you get to torture him while he... Burns off his lesser his karma. Lesser. Okay. Okay. Here's what I do. I take other sinners, mm-hmm. and I have even lesser demons than myself mm-hmm. shave them. Okay. <laughs> and then we take the shavings and whatever you know, pimple poppings, nose pickings, right. and put them in that guy's mouth. Okay. We throw them <laughs> over a fence into his mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Okay, no. <laughs> Take that, fiend. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I nailed that one. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Next one. I'm actually, yeah. Uh, this person goes to movies. Mm. Cinephile. And he talks throughout the whole movie. And if you kind of turn and tell him to shush, he pretends like you're the asshole. Okay, definitely this one. I this think. guy could go to like major hell for this. This could be yeah. more yeah. than petty hell for uh, being and, and for me, a movie talker. For me, um, his chair comes alive a la in, in like a Beetlejuice yeah, yeah. fashion and then just starts like chewing on his butt and just like eating him butt first. <laughs> Slowly, but butt first. Can we put butter flavoring on the guy? Yeah, it's dumped just on, for, it's, for the chair. It's dumped you know, on him from the, the ce- from the ceiling. It just manifests in butter flavor. He just dumps on him, and then he's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then the chair just like starts chomping on him. Yeah, and then a tongue, a demon chair tongue, works its way up through his butt, lower intestine, large, yeah. and it comes out of his mouth. Like, yeah, all the way up. Like, right. Yeah, and people turn and are like, "Shh." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's just being consumed by this chair, being folded in half. What if instead of like a Beetlejuice chair, it was uh, 
Cherry, the chair from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that would be, and he's yeah. nice. He's like, hey, guys. Don't talk in the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. Okay. You got one? You Legs on backwards, up? I would say. Legs rearranged. on backwards. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Be really weird to have sex like that. Definitely. If that's something you do in hell, I don't know how that I mean, all works. It, you know, people be fucking. That's true. <laughs> you, can, you can only have sex with people that, like, you're just right at the tail end of being into them. Oh, no. Like, after, oh, yeah. after a crush... Or yeah, like, it's like oh, all right. It's like with the person you've had a crush on, and you're. It's, it's like your sixth like, date, eh. and you're like, oh well. We may as well. It's been like two months now, and they invited me to their friend's wedding, and I wore a shirt. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. That's that's who you're fucking in hell. You'd want to astral project in that situation. Definitely leave your body Slide right out of your body. You said you've done that, right? Yes. Do you want to tell us about that? I want, uh, I want to hear about it's this. It's hilarious because it was something just in a magical tradition I was part of. Um, encouraged just to explore all kinds of things. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate. And, of course, you do meditation for uh, ideally daily. And I had gotten up to about 45 minutes of asana yoga. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to finally try to leave my body. So I'm like, it's probably easier if I try it while I'm in bed going to sleep now historically when i was a teenager and i was dabbling in like oh wicca this that whatever i'm like i'm gonna meditate i'm gonna leave my body i'm gonna yeah. mm-hmm. and i always thought that i had i thought i had gently floated above and uh until you actually leave your body <laughs> it is a completely different experience where uh I had been trying for at least half an hour. I'm like, I would just get up out. I would turn over and I would roll. I would. I was just trying anything I could. And I finally was just like, fuck it, and went to sleep. And somehow, just the trying for half an hour and the magical uh, words of fuck it just kind of sucked me out of my body. So there I am floating above myself. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my god! 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 Someone said there's supposed to be a cord. There's supposed to be a cord. There's no cord connecting me to my body, and uh, there was a cord. It just wasn't coming out of my belly button. It was coming out of more of like my tailbone. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. okay. Why do people do this? Why? And then I'm like, started freaking out because I'm like, how do you get back in? Now, joke brain kept thinking, okay, well, I, you know, if you're practicing magic and doing things like this, you'd always want to check your work. So you you would ideally maybe put something in a part of the room that you couldn't see so that you could go up, like say you lay yeah. out like three tarot cards or yeah, something, yeah. and that you would look at them while you're out of your body, and then the next day when you're, you would check and see if, oh, did I actually? Oh, I did, cool. Where I'm uh, just thinking like I should write balls on my forehead. <laughs> Or, like, I should lean down and just cut my bangs extra short. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I just went right back in, so. Were you able to to replicate this? No. I have not been. It was, like, a one-shot deal. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. I had a similar experience as a child. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I had a lot of weird things happen to me when I was a kid, like, in this realm. But 
in this one, like I was meditating as a kid, but I didn't know what I was doing. But like now that I meditate somewhat regularly, I'm like, oh, I was doing it back then. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like having these weird experiences. And then like one time I just like, yeah, I, I was like seven or eight years old. And like, I was just like, could see myself in my bed. I'm just like hovering over and I'm just like, oh fuck. And then I fly out of my room and I fly down the hallway and just like fly through my house. And then I fly into the living room and my mom is sitting on the couch, smoking a cigarette, like watching TV. And I can like see her from the back <clears throat> and I fly over to her and then like I get caught up in like the ceiling fan. Like I remember, I remember the <laughs> ceiling fan, like and like I it was back in my body, but like wow. the ceiling fan, like we like did something. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. But naturally you were just like, whoop. I had a couple of psych, cool. like, v- like very psychic dreams happen, but they were like about absolutely nothing of consequence. It was like, I had this, the stairs in my back porch, like the top stair was like made out of wood and the rest were made out of like cement and stuff. And so like there's a cavity in there. And then like in my dream, I had this dream that like there's like this large frog or toad or something in there. And then like I woke up the next day and opened it up and there was a large frog and toad in there. Nice. I was like, well, that's weird. And then I had another dream where I saw my one of my teachers at like Kmart and then we saw her at Kmart the next day. Like just like nothing thinks, but just like still, I was like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta warm up to like advanced prophecy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just got this new book. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but it's like, I think I saw it in your bathroom. Well, it's in the kitchen right now, but it's, uh, something like self knowledge or like, Psychic development through self knowledge. Yeah. And it was written in like 1910. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, I've started reading it and like it's written in kind of like this goofy fashion of like, he's talking about like the so called races and how the Aryan mind was the perfect mind. And like, oh my. But this is this, this uh-huh. 1910. This isn't, right. this isn't like Hitler esque. This is like, this is where Hitler's probably like, they're, the uh what the Thule society is probably like uh getting a lot of their their stuff from but uh i don't know he talks about i'm not very far into it but he talks about how the aryan philosophers like developed self-knowledge and psychic powers that way and like i don't know really anything about like what the true aryans are or does he does he mean aryan like like german peoples or people from like the aryan I think he means like from, from like Mount Ararat and like that area. Yeah. Th- yeah. Like, like the pre pre Indo European, right? Isn't that essentially what that is? It's like a, it was like a group of people in like the Aryan mountains or the is, Yeah, is no, it, they were they were like Middle Eastern people. Yeah, like high yeah, and then they disseminated into like Europe yeah, and Europe and Northern Europe and Yeah. And so the, the Baltic descendants, States. descendants of the Aryans are mm-hmm. like these true I don't know this group of people or I don't know enough about it, but like, I don't really know who the fuck the Aryans were beyond like this pre Indo European culture thing. Stay tuned. But he talks, but he talks about that. I don't know. I haven't really gotten that like this, that far. What I like about this book though, is that the font is like huge and it's just like very easy to read. You feel like you're reading a lot of pages. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You really burn through it. Oh, I got this book. It's like, well, it's dense. It's like a, it's it's 130 pages, 
tiniest font you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's called Dead Souls, fantastic book. Um, and then I looked up how much like the normal printing is. It's like 450 pages. So it's like four to one pages. So we'll see you next year. Yeah. I haven't given up, but I haven't read it in a while. All right, Jack's got the book. Uh, so, yeah, it's called Psychic Control Through Self-Knowledge by Walter Winston uh, Kenilworth. He sounds like an Aryan. Yeah. I forget what podcast I heard this on, but I started underlining some stuff in it. Aryan 51. Yeah. Man is a universe in himself. In the abyss of the racial past slumbers the entire cosmic past, vibrant with the possibilities of the cosmic future. This is written in 1910, I think. Uh, the heart of man throbs in perfect unison with the pulsations of nature and the great evolutionary urge. Within his racial subconsciousness is the vast stretch of instinct and feeling which conditioned expression from, prim- from primitive forms to highly evolved existence. He is part and parcel of universal development. His nature is composed of the same soul, mental, physical, and life forces animating all beneath or above the rational and rational all above or below the human. The past of the universe is the past of every individual soul. The sum is no greater than any of its constituent units. Remove a unifying factor and the sum is incomplete. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a rap song. The human body and the sun are only waveforms of that ether, only points of condensation. I like that. I underlined. I like the points, points of, of yeah. I, I underlined yeah. that point. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah. That tastes good. Well, yeah. When, that, he, when, he yeah. Said, when he says races, what is he talking about? Do I don't you know. know. Does he mean like black and white or like? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really got like I said. Yeah, yeah. Consciousness, consciousness is infinite. It does not grow or evolve, nor is it brought about by any physical relation. It is pre-existent. What's What's the back of the book text on that? Uh. It's the rundown. Nothing. Nothing. It's just the publisher of this is called Forgotten Books. And so it's just like talking about forgotten books. They have like, uh, I think that number is a, is a million. Is that, a, is that a million? I think that's a million. It says a million books are available to read at Forgotten Books. That's got, it can't be a million. That's, it seems like a little low. Is that a million? It seems a little low. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, even if it's a hundred thousand, it's still very high. Yeah, forgotten uh, book, forgottenbooks dot com. Read online, download PDF, purchase and print. What's the guy? What was the author's name? William. Uh, William or Walter Winston uh, Reynoldworth. Walter Winston. Yeah, see what he's saying. Kenilworth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that you are not bound. Psychic control, and the you life are not of the soul. Believe yourself in a bondage, study of Oscar. A study of Oscar Wilde. Yeah, he's a cool guy. It seems, it seems uh, out of the genre. Thoughts on things psychic, practical occultism. Yeah, he's a prolific. A British gentleman. I can't find a picture of him. I want to see his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's got a mustache. Yeah, I think he, you're right. He probably had went to all sorts of weird sex parties and like yeah, living in England and like that time period getting involved with like magical shit. They invented scissoring. <laughs> That's probably true, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't I don't think any of those guys could fuck. What? No. Like I bet I bet they I bet they had lofty ideas when it came to like laying pipe. 
<laughs> or do you mean closing the deal? No, I, I I bet they could. I bet they could. They could close the deal. They, they could. Just... They could get there, but then once it came time to actually like, you know, do the sex, you know, they're like, oh, how do we do it? <laughs> they had. They had. They had like thirty seconds of dick, and then I'm it's trapped like, in this cravat. Right. Yeah. And all of these like aspiring witches and daughters of Satan were like, come on. We, 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 I was excited. Tap, tap, you know, tap, we were gonna, tap, 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 tap. we were gonna channel uh, the Godhead through our passionate union. You're supposed to wreck my. And buns. now you, and now you want to cuddle. <laughs> Did you say you're supposed to wreck my butt? My bun. My bun. I, I heard bum too. Yeah, either but, one. You know, like yeah. you take that hair down, librarian. Oh, gonna get all up in that snood. <laughs> that was a fun game. <laughs> snood. It was. It's a great hairnet. Uh all right here's here I'm gonna read one more one okay. more thing. Uh the mind who accomplish the best results and to understand the nature of the senses should concentrate upon these errors, for thereby a proper value of sense of life is had. A and then in quotes, a wise man sees so many false things in those which are called true, so many disgusting things in those which are called pleasant, and so much misery in what is called happiness that he turns away with disgust. In the highest of positions, in the most exalted phases of being, the soul sees nothing but transience and misery. Misery is the shadow which pursues pleasure. Pleasure is the ephemeral and desire is ever born anew. So he says just be contrarian about everything. It's, it's, and that's, that's, I think he's what he's saying is if, if you are a contrarian, you're, yeah. you're smarter than everybody. That's exactly what a contrarian is. <laughs> oh my God, that's, I thought that's, yeah. that's what TikTok is. <laughs> what does your TikTok look like? I get, I, I stayed, I watched, te- I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I, I laid in my bed and watched three hours of TikTok last night. Yep. I didn't enjoy like any of it. I was yeah. like, this is insanity. It but, scrolls for you, right? No. No. Ah. And if you fall asleep, with it on, yeah. you're going to have that song repeating all night long. With the no, no, no song? Any or, song, any, yeah, any, whatever. Any, oh, okay, okay. My money don't yeah. jiggle, jiggle. It, it folds. folds. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm actually... Is that, a, is that a meme punishable in petty hell? Yeah. The, no, like if you sing TikToks in real life, yeah. you're going to That's petty hell. That's an eternity of uh, full body waxing. No, what you have to do... Okay, that's oh, pretty okay. good, actually. <laughs> So if you do that, you have to look at uh, a really bad MySpace page. What if you with are? It, with that's music. half loaded. Oh, yeah, yeah that's half loaded loads. and it's playing like a system of a down song. That is also half playing. Half like, playing, like, yeah. It's kind of like it plays the same like five-second loop. I will say that, that that my money don't jiggle jiggle song like it, that is such an earworm. It is yes, so good. It is. It's so good. I said it multiple times today at work to my coworkers. Never felt closer to downloading TikTok. Yeah, than right now. I, I mean, don't do it, but do it. Yeah. Like it's. I, I want to start posting on TikTok, and I want to develop like a character maybe where like I'm sitting here. And I'm like got my cape on or something, and like I don't know. But what do I say? Do you want to be my director? Like, yes, can, absolutely. Can I just be? That sounds hilarious. Can I just be a character that you tell me what to do? Because yeah. from that jumping point, I will be able to develop it. But I just don't know where to fucking start. So if you want to like 
play puppet with me. Okay. I'm down. Right on. I want to get on this TikTok game. Yeah, I think it. you should. It's hilarious. I mean, anytime you find somebody that you do like. Uh, Shout out Slutty Spice. You, you just have Big to stand watch. Slutty you find Spice. yourself like. I don't even you like watch all of their did. stuff. I don't even you like ha- her content. I feel obligated to because I'm like, well, I like that one thing. I want to see what else you do. Yeah. Check out Slutty Spice. That's my girl. Slutty Spice. Okay. Um, she's a clown girl. And oh, right. She's he like the that. hottest clown girl on TikTok, in my opinion, maybe. Her content is borderline offensive for me because the thing that I hate about TikTok is how it gives a microphone to the completely talentless. And uh, it's just a bunch of like hillbillies, like lip syncing poorly to things. <laughs> and then I'm just like, why? Like, <laughs> No, just like you shouldn't be allowed. Like this is this is not like this is not good in any. And she does a lot of lip syncing stuff, which like, on, like just by virtue, I don't like it. I think it's garbage. But um, she's, but she's a hot, on point. But she's a high clown girl. Yeah. Okay. High clown girl, yeah. Well, that that counts. That yeah. counts for something. I feel like I just watch like tits and ass TikTok. I send you a lot of people getting fucked up on TikTok. Yeah, well, I, just, I like that. I just sent you a video of that guy who is like. I don't know where they were, but like, uh, it looked like a zoo circus situation or something. This guy's like trying to pet a lion in a cage and like, it's not going great. And like, he's like grabbing his fangs and stuff and just like, he's like getting away with it. Then like Uh the lion just like chomps down with his front teeth on his finger. And then he's like trying to pull it. Like I sent you the video. It's fucking gnarly. It's I'm like, dude, I, I, he probably got his finger like just fully degloved. 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 Exactly. No, I look at 4chan man and yeah, that you is send like some wild shit sometimes. the best place to watch people get just annihilated. Yeah. I saw some rampaging elephant videos the yeah, other day fuck and you up. they like they don't stop. We're like a plaything to them. And yeah, this elephant like he he burst through a wall. And like knocked this guy down, and then put both of his front feet on the guy's chest, and just like crushed him into a paste. And I was like, Jesus Christ, why am I watching this? I'm gonna be paralyzed. How many life. times did you watch it? Like three. Okay. <laughs> it was the best one on that thread, but you know, yeah, that's... there's definitely ones that I kind of nope out of real quick. Yeah, yeah, my tolerance for that stuff is pretty pretty low at this point. It's gonna be uh, my spin-off podcast. Just, just watch, watch people low. die. Yeah, watch people I mean, die. Your with mom's Jay that's your mom's house. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, horrible or hilarious is the your mom's house segment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they do a lot of. They just show yeah. people being. Mutilated. But they have a segment now that they call it horrible or hilarious, okay. and they make people watch it and vote. Oh, I see. And is it all like people being maimed? Usually. Okay, good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, fell off a thing, bounced off the ground. Ooh, love that. Crushed by a car. Uh, saw this girl, like, jump off a roof and try to, like, land on a table. Oh. Didn't work. Yeah. Ah, I mm. feel it, like, viscerally every yeah. time I watch. I'm like, Right oh, in the tailbone. God. Also, I mean, I'm sure that this is just not a reflection of reality necessarily and just a reflection of time and place but man there's a lot of women who just don't know how to do a a rope swing like there's a lot of videos they don't know when to let go yeah (laughs) a lot of women just like 
don't know when to let go, and then they man, they get fucked up on a rope swing. Yeah, it's almost always women getting fucked up on a rope swing. I'm sure that there's plenty of dudes getting fucked up, but for some reason, I think it might be an upper body strength thing. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 I see it on zip line videos also. Oh yeah. 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 Oh man, one time, uh, this is back when I lived in Maine, we went to the uh, went to this place called Salmon Falls. And I forget the river that's coming through there. It doesn't matter. But we're at Salmon Falls in Maine. And um, there's, like, a bridge you can jump off of. And then you can, like, run down this, like, pretty fast-moving river. And there's all these, like, rope swings and stuff you can get out along the way. If you do it all, you can, like, hit, like, five or six rope swings. And they just keep floating down and walk back up. So we're at the bridge. We're about to jump off. And this, like, guy climbed up one of the trees where the rope swing is, but there was like this like makeshift ladder, just like slats nailed into the side of the tree, like higher up. And there's no rope swing up there. It's just a branch to jump off of. He's like, I don't know, literally like 40, 50 feet in the air, like maybe even higher than that really, but like pretty high up there on this tree. And he goes out on this limb and he's like, and then he falls and hits like two or three limbs (laughs) down and then he smashes in the water. And oh, no. The, the water's moving. No. And so he, like, gets sucked down yeah. a little. And, like, people don't know what to do. Then he's like, I'm okay. And then just, like, gets out. <laughs> oh, no. And walks up. But just, like, he, yeah, he smacked a couple limbs on the way down. It was, oh. was painful. Like, yeah. Thunk. I've done that. It might even be the better that he hit those limbs on the way down. Oh, yeah. Broke his fall a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Before he fucking... It was like, I mean, I like to jump off the river, I mean, off the bridge. That was fun. It was deep enough to where you're, like, you're not going to hit anything. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's not moving so fast that you can't, like, swim to the shore. But, like, I don't know. It was a fun time. Man, we just had a creek in my neighborhood. Mm. Found some weird bones in it one time. What kind of bones? I don't know. They were weird. Okay. What was <laughs> weird about them? They were bones in the <laughs> creek. <laughs> they were big. I think maybe, like, cow bones or something. Okay. But we brought him back into the house, and my friend's mom was like, put those away. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Wish I had those bones, man. I tried to bring a cow in a skull pot. inside one time, and my grandfather told me it had, like, the black rot on it or something. Mm. And I shouldn't bring it in because it was, like, not. Got to burn the rot away. Yeah. I get I get advertisements for these, like, uh, engraved ornate cow skulls. Mm, it's like okay. art. Oh, I've seen those. It's like a ram yeah. and like a longhorn. Where someone gets in there with a Dremel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all you know. I'm sure. I'm sure you could do a similar thing with your setup. Uh, I'd buy one, but they're very expensive. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what do you do with it? You hang it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking for a piece of art for over the bed. And <laughs> so I you think want like an a, ornate skull, like an ornate longhorn skull, would be pretty much perfect. Yeah, yeah she is from Texas. She's from Yeehaw. Yeah, I'm why from not, Texas also. Why so. not? Why not just wait? What? We're in Texas. I was born in Texas. Oh, I'm not. I was conceived in New Jersey, though. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Why not just a Confederate flag or the Lone Star flag or a combination of the Lone Star, uh, p- Blue Lives Matter, and the Confederate flag all together? Could it have like uh, a flaming eagle? Of course. Like like maybe NASCAR sponsorships on it. Oh, sure. That's yeah. Like STP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pennzoil. Well, I assume you have like STP sheets and down like comforter, like duvet. Comfort. We got a Bubba Wallace sheets. Oh, okay. Because we like NASCAR, but we're not bigots. Yeah. It's more of a tradition and heritage thing. <laughs> I understand. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. It's Plan C birth control. You're a you're a wizard. <laughs> 
Uh, Plan C. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, you got any dates coming up? You got anything to plug? Um, I no, I don't think I do actually. How's the Pacific Northwest that. Comedy Collective Coven situation doing? Oh, they're doing great. Aren't you in it? Uh, I'm a satellite member. Oh, I, I okay. Have, I'm. I'm so I see yes, you in a lot. See you in a lot of flyers. Yes, that's all South Sound, right? It's everywhere. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. They've got shows all over the place. Uh, yeah, just giving opportunity, bringing comedy to places that don't usually have it. Okay. I recently was a host at an arcade, Waterland Arcade. I've won a tournament there, yeah. You have? Okay, yeah. that place is awesome. That was very fun. I had done comedy there, and then I had hosted recently. Um, yeah, and Flight Path, I'm really enjoying that Wednesday. And Burien. It must, yeah. must be nice now you get your Wednesday nights freed up a little bit. You can explore some other You should venues. go by club comedy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Are the sign-ups Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, that's always... I can't believe how many people you guys get on that mic. Yeah. And I do door on Wednesdays there. And so, like, I mean, we sell out sometimes. Sometimes we have to turn people away on a Wednesday open mic. Wow. Like, it's the best audience in Seattle right now, in my opinion. I mean, laughs is pretty good too, but uh, I'm not. I'm not crazy about the club comedy audience. I got to say, really, yeah, my opinion is turned on it. Hmm. They like me. I think they're a little hand ringy. Hand ringy. Yeah. Uh, like plotting. Like, uh, like oh, oh, I don't gotcha. know about that joke. I think it depends on the night, really. Sure. Is it? It's a mix, but I don't know. I do. I like it. I, I feel. I feel comfortable there. I did, but I don't anymore. Interesting. Yeah. It's not good. Because of the reception recently? Yeah. Yeah. Just how my sets have gone there recently and uh, the assumptions that I've made about the clientele as a result. Gotcha. So, yeah, you know, I'll still try to do shows there, but I have to adjust my tactics. Yeah. It's built for comedy. They, they yeah. did a great job. And mm-hmm. I love that it's walking distance to everything in Capitol Hill. So right. you don't have to worry about parking if you live up there. Do you live up there? I do not. I live in West Seattle. Okay. Ah. With a broken bridge. Yeah. <laughs> build bridges. I never even go over to West Seattle, really, just because of that reason. Yeah. It's like your own you little world. There, there's a couple rooms opening up area. around there, yeah? I heard heard there's a Thursday night room. Have you heard about this? I have not. Somebody was telling me. Well, I don't remember me. who. Let's find that somebody because that sounds awesome. Oh, it's uh, it's Dusty, the guy who oh, washes really? dishes. Yeah, he lives in West Seattle. The uh, back of, One of the back of house guys at Club's Comedy. Okay. He lives out in West Seattle, so. Get the intel. We'll pass it along. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Flight Path and Burien is the closest one to me currently. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You got okay. anything to plug, Jack? Uh, Monday nights, 9 o'clock, Southgate Roller Rink, come through. Uh, we do the comedy there. Uh, I don't know, I got some things coming up, but, you know, it's yeah. whatever. It's whatever. Just come to the mic on Mondays. Come to the mic on Mondays. Bring your skates. Bring your skates. Or rent some skates. You got to come back. I do have to come back. I got skates. Yeah, bring your skates. Yeah, I need to break them in. Last time when I tried to break them in, uh, the right skate was taking a hard left. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, this is not comfortable. I need I've had that shopping cart before. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm hmm. like, good thing we're going uh, 
Maybe your wheels are uh, tightened differently. Funky. Yeah. Oh, good observation. Yeah. I didn't have time to figure it out because I'm like, I can make a couple laps and then go in for comedy. Well, tomorrow night, come by. Yay. You just got to make sure they're pulling the, the, the right way. Yes. Around the track that you're going and not yeah. the opposite direction. It's like NASCAR. You're just driving. You're just turning left all the time. You do. <laughs> Wear it in. Sweet. Got to get those tires rotated. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Amy, for coming. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Woo! Woo! We did it. I Rain City it. Jerks out.